0: This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, a show of knife-hand, unfiltered, in-your-face common sense. The conversations are a middle finger to the woke culture, as well as a wake-up call to the men who have sat out on the sidelines for far too long. It is an outlet where we speak hard truth, we shoot the elephants in the room, and we piss people off. My objective is to empower other men like you who stand for the flag, who fight for their families, and who believe the bullshit going on today needs to stop. This is a call for men to throw their hat in the ring, take a stand, and join in this fight. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. And for those of you who come back day in and day out with your support, you're the reason I keep showing up. So thank you. I do two shows a week, a mindful Monday. It's geared towards thought-provoking conversation. And Thursday, I generally can piss more people off. Uh, A little more direct and intense uh, conversations on Thursday. Uh, There's a newsletter that goes out twice a week. No spam. I don't use your email for anything. Sign up for that at dangerousman.substack.com. And of course, you can reach me with all your questions and comments at phil at Uh Let me know you're listening and your thoughts on the show. And of course, this is a value exchange. Uh, so if you like the show, you get something out of it, please share it. Please share it with a friend, a family member. Uh, I have no social media nor desire to do social media. I am a fan of Fight Club, right? So this is going to grow. It's going to grow by you and word of mouth. Of course, you can subscribe, follow, rating, review. We have an off-grid communication, and that's for the people that are able to, with a monthly subscription on the Substack app, that kind of opens up the comments. And I do post on Fridays and on the weekends. Uh, Most most weekends, I'm able to post and communicate with you more directly. Uh, With all that out of the way, let's get into today's topic. My sister and I grew up in the same house with the same mom, different dads. And lo and behold, she went to community college and got a degree in culinary. And I served 20 years in the military. Um, while we both um, are married and have kids, uh, we have obviously, you know, gone different paths. The military took me to many countries, different states. I would see my mom from time to time on on leave uh, where she had stayed very close to my mom. And, you know, whether it's fitness our hobbies. Uh, the health choices we make, we we love each other, but we are very very different people. And our, uh, you know, her husband and my wife are different people, right? We live different lives. Um, I say that to say, any amount of kids growing up in any household, um, there there is different things that happen to different people. Different kids take different situations differently. But at the end of the day, different outcomes, right? Very few households produce two doctors or two lawyers or two drug addicts. Um, Many times, especially when you increase the amount of kids in the house, um, there's going to be some success and there's going to be some failures, right? There's even times where families have a black sheep, right? Somebody that is tolerated, but not um, celebrated, if you will. All right, so I bring that up because I want you to think about right today's a mindful Monday, so I want you to put some thought in whether you have siblings, whether you have children, um, your your friends, your coworkers, people you grew up with. How many of you had very similar circumstances but made different choices? How many of you were dealt similar hands but played, you know, played your hand differently? There are thousands if not hundreds of thousands of outcomes right of of paths you can take in this country you choose in relationships to having kids or not to adopting to staying single the bachelor life um trade you know working um blue collar white collar Right? Going to work corporate, going to work at McDonald's, Target, uh, going to be a plumber and electrician and construction, working for the city, for the state, for the federal government, joining the military. There are unlimited possibilities of outcomes. And when people in the same household cannot, cannot, and, and do not um, choose the same path, How in the hell can a federal government, how does our federal government claim that they can mandate, you know, they can use laws and executive orders to mandate equality of outcome across a country of 50 states and over 350 million people. If my mom could not even get her son and daughter to go in a similar direction, right? My sister stayed there with my mom. I chose the military left. And now I'm back in Texas, but even then I'm, I'm five hours north of her, right? How the hell can a government mandate equality of outcome? And in a household, you're talking generally, you're talking same race as well, right? Because there are cultural differences that we all uh, experience with the different cultures in America. So when, how is it that we are falling for this equality of outcome, right? Understand what equality of outcome is. It is equality of result. It is equality of in-state, right? It is everybody having the same in-state. If my sister and I are on different financial spectrums, if my, if, you know, I keep, I keep harping just to try to simplify it for you. If somebody in your family is better off than you or worse off than you, right? If your parents couldn't even dictate that their own kids would end up all rich, right? How is it the federal government? Well, the only way they can do it, how it's not to go up, it's to go down. The only way you can equate outcome is if you set the standard. And if you set the standard, I believe it was either coming out of the Great Depression or World War One or World War Two, there was a tax on every dollar made over maybe it was a hundred thousand dollars. And I don't know that this was done. I believe this was something discussed coming out of the Great Depression. Um, every dollar made over hundred thousand dollars, you were taxed ninety nine cents on the dollar. Well, what does that do? Well, it, it it means you can pretty well set the outcome for those people in that bracket, because who in the hell is going to work to make over hundred thousand dollars if you're going to take ninety nine cents on every dollar? I, as a parent now, have a have two daughters and a son. My oldest daughter, you know, different dad, right? So my stepdaughter. Um, certainly, there is a lot to say about her dad's genetics, if you will. Her dad's hand that he dealt her is very different physically, mentally, emotionally. My daughter—my oldest daughter is very different from my wife and I's two kids we have together. Even then, my wife and I together, my daughter has a different love language than my son. My daughter's physical touch, so wrestling, jujitsu, um, rough and tough with her friends that she drives them crazy sometimes. My son does not have physical touch. He's like my wife. He does not want to be wrestling. He does not want to be roughhousing, right? Two kids, same parents, same damn near same upbringing, same financial situation for both of them. Two different love languages, two different people, right? I stress all that to just hammer home to you what I want to talk about today, and that's this diversity, but equality of outcome, right? Diversity is a strength. All my veterans, you know what I'm talking about. We've been preached. And we've been hearing about diversity since uh, I don't know when it started in the military, but certainly in my 20 years, uh, I can tell you at least the last 10, maybe more um, diversity is a word thrown around a lot. But funny enough, when abortion and transgender rights are brought up, when anything about a woman, whether it's having an abortion or what is a woman, 50 percent of the population are told to shut up and not given a voice. Oh, you're a man. Um, you don't have a say in the ABCDEFGHIJKLMNOP of gender ideology, right? Because you're a man, so you don't understand. And oh, you're a man um, who is fifty percent of making a baby. Oh, you don't have a say at all in abortion either. Now, I don't want to make this about abortion. You can listen back a few episodes, and I'm very clear where I stand on that. Uh, I just use it to point out the hypocrisy. How is it diversity is strength, and yet? When we don't agree with the mainstream, 5%, we are told to shut up. We are not given a voice. Is diversity a strength or is agreeing with and nodding along and shutting up and coloring when told and going where told, when told, to do what told? Is that the strength that the government would prefer? Because it appears to me and it appears to many of us that diversity only applies when you agree with the very loud and the very woke and the very mainstream uh, opinions. When you have a differing an opinion, diversity is not a strength. You're wrong and you need to shut up. And if you don't shut up, we're going to call you racist, bigot, extremist, terrorist, right? That, that's what's going on in our country. So I have a quote here for Mindful Monday and it's from Albert Einstein. And it says, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. And the way I look at that is, well, who created our problems? Well, I would argue crazy people, crazy people made our problems. Weak men created the problems where we are today. Feminist created the problems. Now you could argue feminists created weak men or weak men created feminist. Um, people who care too much about feelings created these problems. I would argue where you and I fall in, uh, lazy, or too damn busy to pay attention created these problems. I don't mean, you know, no disrespect, but I'm taking some of the blame too, right? I didn't start Dangerous Man until December 2021. So what I was doing prior to that was same as you, working my ass off, trying to make money, trying to keep a roof over the head, trying to, you know, exceed uh, expectations and, and savings and investments and set myself up for retirement and take care of my family and You know have some fun along the way Uh, you know i'm just as guilty as you you know it wasn't until december of 21 that i finally decided hey i need to get in i'm ready to fight like I, i see something you know there's a problem but you know even me i'm only six months into this fight ahead of you so one way or the other we participated and we have to take some ownership in where we are today right but i'd argue our participation it is not what I'm referring to in the quote when it says when we used to create them, right? Instead, what I think happened was I think 80 to 90% of Americans living their life, they either didn't see the threat coming or they waited too long like me. You know, I waited till December of 21 to get in the fight or, or they just didn't believe it would happen like this, right? They just didn't think it would be this quick, right? They thought, you know, everything happened slow and for the most part, their life wasn't really impacted other than COVID lockdowns. Um, so I think most of us just we we didn't we we created the problem with either ignorance or lack of paying attention, um, but we didn't create the problems themselves, right? The five percent on both ends fighting—that's um, th- probably normal, right? You probably always got some protesters on the left, some protesters on the right. That that's been going on since you know, probably. I mean, hell, the Boston Tea Party—those are technically protesters, right? Um, so somebody's always fighting about something. there's There's always somebody on both sides arguing. Um, and that might not have been a problem, but I'd argue the exact the exasperation or the speed up of um, where we are and how crazy it's gotten. I would argue in the backing, the the powerful people they 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 connected and they took sides and they chose the left right they chose the BLM and Tifa or you could argue BLM and Tifa served their purpose and so they just capitalized on the chaos right but if you consider the political arm of the government the mainstream and social media giants hollywood and the unfortunate bending of corporate america when they all aligned and again if the 5% on the left is their foot soldiers if you will um That is why we are where we are, because the 80% of us, 90% of us, we weren't paying attention. We just weren't. We weren't seeing the threat. We weren't paying attention. We were minding our own fucking business. And yet, if you wonder how the hell we got to 2022, this is how. Okay. So this is where we come in now, right? Again, we are not. Advocating, we're not going to be marching. We're not going to be beating the streets, gentlemen. We're not. We're not advocating for you to picket, sign, and protest or counter-protest or any of that. We need to acknowledge, though, that the rules are not applied equally. BLM and Antifa for two years burned down cities. People died. Billions of dollars in destruction. And yet, January sixth, those people, though idiots, and I will say that they're they're well-intentioned idiots. They were let into the Capitol. They were pawns, and somebody much bigger game and they are political prisoners and nobody's talking about it. The rules are not applied equally. So when we continue to talk about have conversations, when the mindful Monday episodes come out and I challenge you to put in some thought and then put in some work, right? That's your friends and family. Now on Thursdays, we are going to get back to becoming a threat. We are going to get back to topics around you the man creating opportunities increasing your skills and abilities and understanding and refining your intent and purpose and your why right thursdays and fridays for subscribers of substack right if you if you follow me on dangerousman.substack.com fridays i do i do posts just for subscribers and then i also try to release some podcasts again so thursdays and fridays the weekends um, that we are going to get back to you, the man, right? Because I owe you that. That's how dangerous man started. And we need to get back to that. I owe, We need each other. And we do need to push the individual man on his path. And that's what Thursdays and Fridays are going to get back to. But Monday is a thought provoking conversation, right? So you need to continue when you can, you need to point out the hypocrisy, right? It's blatant the hypocrisy you don't need to convince somebody it's right or wrong and you don't need to get them to agree with you you just need them to agree it is un, it is not the rules are not applied equally and that's a problem right you need to ask the question why is diversity a strength until you don't agree why is it that we're told to accept differences embrace differences embrace the million ways to skin a cat from all these different people who bring all these different ideas until the ideas don't align with the mainstream government, right? That's a problem. Why aren't men, particularly around abortion and transgender, why aren't men allowed to have a say? Why aren't we allowed to have an opinion? We're the ones that are expected to fight and die, right? We're the defenders and the protectors, but we're not allowed to have a say in, in, in how something impacts our society, our culture, our country. We're not allowed to have a say. Right? If me and my sister, if my sister and I can be born of the same mother in the same household with generally the same upbringing, but we go two different paths, how is it immigrant from New York or a foster kid in Missouri or a boy born on a farm in Montana, how is it you're going to mandate equality of outcome when no two people are born and raised the exact same to be the exact same? Right, You could look at Uh, incoming class at some of the big Ivy Leagues, and you're going to have a thousand different ways they got there, right? How is it the government is so big and bold to think that they can demand all of us with the same outcome? Now, not just real quick, look up communism. Look up what communism does. The 1% will be rich and the 99% will be poor. The only way you can Mandate equality of outcome is to make everybody poor, right? And everybody, and I don't even want to say poor, dependent on the government. When the government can take over everything, that is the only way they can mandate outcome when they have the say in how food, how fun, how uh, resources and commodities, everything, the cell phone, the internet you use. I mean, basically China, China can mandate equality of outcome. Do you want to be China? Um, America would have you believe they want to be China, American politicians would have you believe, belay my last on America, sorry, right? The politicians, the only way they could do that, if they were China, if they were Russia, if they were North Korea. Do you see anybody running to get to North Korea, China, or Russia? No, not quite, not exactly, right? That's not how that works, right? Everybody's coming still for the American dream. Last I checked, nobody's, nobody's immigrating to China. Nobody's immigrating to North Korea. People are willing to die to get out of North Korea. I'm pretty sure people uh, are, are willing to die to get the hell out of Venezuela. What do all those countries have in common? They are able to mandate and legislate equality of outcome because the government controls everything. All right. So as, as, as we wrap up this conversation, your voice is your greatest weapon right? Let no one silence you. And again, you're not going to win the battle online. Online is trolls. Online is echo chambers. I'm sure you could find an echo chamber. You know, I tried one of those social apps. I forget what it's called now, but I tried it for a little bit and I realized very quickly, people aren't here to learn. They're just here to echo. And I didn't want to be a part of that. So I got off. I tried it for a little bit. I got off. Not a fan, right? The battle and the the, the the seeds that you will plant, the, the trees that you will plant that you may not enjoy their shade, right? That is going to happen with your friends and family, your coworkers, anybody that you can have an honest conversation with, not a, not a full on yelling back and forth, you're talking to walls, you ain't getting nowhere, right? Friends and family, hopefully coworkers, peers, um, maybe somebody on the, you know, maybe a parent on the soccer team. You end up getting in a deep conversation, and and if you cannot make it personal, right, if you don't make them feel or they make you feel wrong or stupid or idiotic for how you believe, you got to get to how they believe or why they believe, and that's the only way you're going to plant those seeds of doubt that they can work on themselves, and you need to do that, right? You cannot fear the consequences when you challenge the status quo, right? Instead, what you should fear is to do nothing to wait for a return to normal without you having to do anything. And then the legacy, you're going to leave your kids in mind to grow up and know that we were the generation that lost freedom, right? Ronald Reagan said, "We are you're never more than one generation away from losing freedom. And I would argue in 2022, if you're an adult, if you're a taxpaying citizen and you can vote with your uh, in the voting booth for new representation in your city, your town, your state, And and certainly for the president when that time comes and you can vote with your dollar, right? Where you spend your money and who you don't spend your money on, right? That's the way you fight. That's the way you use your money. You use your voice. You have the conversations and you dictate, right? You dictate your future. You have to know you tried. You cannot sit this one out any longer. You got to get in the ring. You got to take a stand. You got to get on the path to becoming dangerous Mondays we are going to get back to those thought provoking conversations and thursday's we're going to get back to you being a better man on a path to becoming dangerous uh, as always the email fill at man.com and substack dangerousman.substack.com for the newsletter please guys share the show we need men we need more people getting the newsletter to read it we need more people downloading the podcast we need rating and reviews we need men in the fight. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make strong men. Well, we're in for some damn hard times, and we need more men like you who want to hear this message, who want to get in the fight, and and do not want to be the ones to know that they did nothing um, when this all goes to shit. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time.